Unleash your inner geek when Baraha Z and Inebriar join forces for ZCon. Join us for a mind-blowing celebration of all things pop culture. Immerse yourself in a world of comics, gaming, cosplay, and more. Get ready for thrilling panels and unforgettable encounters with local artists and creators. Whether you're a superhero aficionado, a gaming guru, or just looking for an epic day of craft beer, come on out to ZCon. It has something for everyone. Grab your tickets, secure a spot at this extraordinary event happening on September 30th at Barrel House Z in Weymouth. Geek out with us at ZCon. You can get your tickets by going over to inebriart.com. That's I-N-E-B-R-I hyphen A-R-T dot com. Check out our calendar events, and in September, just look up ZCon. See you there. Get ready for chills and thrills at Hometown Haunts and Hops Horror Convention here in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Join us for a spine-tingling day of horror-filled fun on October 28th at the Mayflower Brewing Company. Meet horror actor Matthew G. Taylor from Resident Evil and dive into a macabre world of cinema and literature. Sip on chilling brews, indulge in ghastly treats, and immerse yourself in a haunted atmosphere. Whether you're a horror buff or just seeking an unforgettable experience, Hometown Haunts and Hops has it all. Don't miss out on the eerie excitement. Secure your tickets now by heading on over to inebriart.com. Go to our events calendar, and in October, you will find the link for Hometown Haunts and Hops, which is sponsored by HalloweenNewEngland.com. HalloweenNewEngland.com is the website for the truly Halloween-obsessed with the most extensive guides to New England haunted houses, ghost tours, classic horror film screenings, jack-o'-lantern festivals, haunted hayrides, and more. They've got all the thrills covered throughout September and October with over 2,500 Halloween events on their events calendar and hundreds of local Halloween attractions. It's the only place you'll find everything from haunted history tours and costume contests to which haunts are open on Thursday nights. HalloweenNewEngland.com has your Halloween covered and is sponsoring Hometown Haunts and Hops this year. So welcome back, listeners. This is Andy, as always. Um, we are with um, a guest from up north um, <laughs> in Quebec, right? You're out of Quebec? Yes, it is. Montreal, yes. Uh, so Dominique fils Aimé. Yay, well yeah, oh, Good job. I was very <laughs> nervous. Um, so Canadian singer. Uh, and you've been on the uh, Canadian version of The Voice. I have. which is pretty cool so i have to kind of tell you a little bit like I, I was just telling you've been podcasting for like seven years and after the first i'd say year we stopped interviewing friends and started getting into like people we didn't know and were unfamiliar with their work so i always try to like familiarize myself with their work ahead of time as much as i can and you know there's there's times where you're just like yeah i don't i don't get it it's not my kind of thing and you just, but you know it, it it's not 
the point of the show. The point of the show is kind of getting to know the person so everyone can kind of experience who they are and then hopefully go check out their work. But today is not that day, man. Like, Yay. I went over to your YouTube uh, channel to like listen, and I've been having the shittiest week and just been in a crap mood. But then, like, your so your song, your new song, "My Mind at Ease." I was just like, oh, I feel like I feel like it was kind of. You ever have like that moment where you're like, I think this song was written for me. <laughs> yes, very often. Yeah. I think all songs are written for me. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It was. It was. I'm glad just you like, had that feeling. Yeah, and like I'm in a much better mood, and I just feel like I'm like oh, I'm. I really dug your music, and I'm like it, now it's like on my list. I'm like this is like someone I have to like really deep dive. So I, it's. Thank you. It, it's so they Wikipedia has you listed as a jazz musician. <laughs> I. I, I could see that, but I, I don't, how would you describe your music? That's a really interesting question uh, because it's been a, there's been a lot of debating around it, you yeah. know, and I love the fact that there's debating around it because I don't really appreciate the concept of being put necessarily in a box. And the reason I enjoy the notion of jazz is because if you look at like academically speaking, the definition of jazz that was created by schools, I would technically not fall into that section. Yeah. But when I started discovering jazz and diving deeper into how was it created, where does it come from, what did the first artists do? Mm-hmm. To me, this is exactly what jazz is. It's what I do is basically create freely and try to just express myself and all the different aspects of music that I appreciate and put them all together. Just not care about what box or what works, you know, quotations mm-hmm. or not, because I think that's how you you can explore properly and just perhaps eventually discover new things or create something different. So the fact that people will often name two or three different styles, well, I'm I love everything. I love so many different styles of music. I don't want to limit myself because someone said this is how it's supposed to sound. So I do feel as that I'm as free as the jazz musicians when they created the genre, which is why I would associate myself with jazz in the in the spirit of it. Yeah. And I think the spirit should be more important than the academia they created around it later. Yeah, and it's like the more like recently I've been talking with a lot of people and everyone's kind of talking about like exploring and experimenting. And it just makes me think of like, I, f- I feel like the creative people never gave up that, that ability to play. Like when Have we're fun. kids. Yeah. yeah. I, and cause I'm, I, I've been I'm ex- experimenting with some new drawing styles and it's just like, I think that's it. Like, it's not always good, but it's not about being good. It's like, you're, you're kind of experimenting and seeing what's going to happen. And, Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, it's funny because you, in so little time, in like literally what, three minutes, you hit on so many things that are dear to my heart. Like, first, thank you so much for saying that you felt like this song was written for you because this is exactly why I make music. This is literally my definition of success. If someone tells me, I felt like you were talking to me because that's what I do. That's what I I hope for because I know music helped me go through a lot of hard times and that feeling of, whoa, how can this song be exactly what I needed to hear right now? It just makes me feel less alone. It reminds me that there are artists out there who 
did that because that's how they felt or because they wanted me to hear it. And it makes me feel more connected and less alone in this big, you know, constant uh, chaos that we go through. Uh, socially speaking, it's like finding someone else from your tribe or or that knows your heart in a way. So I really appreciate hearing that. It, it makes me super happy. Oh, and no the other yeah. thing, oh, big time. And the other thing that I, I like to say in my shows, one of the challenges I give the crowd before leaving is I would like to encourage you to please make art for fun. Just like when you were a kid, not yeah. because it's going to end up in some museum, just because it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't wonder as a kid, am I going to end up on a stage? Is this good enough? This pressure that we put on ourselves, or that the industry puts on people for things to be good. What is good? Did you have fun doing it? That's good enough. You know, right. it's a good moment you spend. So definitely people go do art. doesn't matter the result. Just enjoy the process because it's really fun and it should not be, you know, like limited to, or like only allowed for, it shouldn't be just for artists. It should be everyone's an artist deep down. Every kid is an artist and we should grow up to all be artists, whether we live from it or not. Yeah. And we're all singers. It's like, you know, yes. when you're alone in your car, mm-hmm. that, that the jam that <laughs> means the most to you and comes on the radio, you're belting it out. Yeah, you know? the car, the shower, we're all singers. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. love that. You know, I, I, I just feel like I, I hate that. You know, and I, I don't know what it is about our childhood where that whether, you know, maybe it's once we get into school and everyone's kind of has that different upbringing where you start to compare yourself to others i feel like that's mm. when you're like oh i can't do this do you feel you like know? you compare yourself to other artists or like drawers? me oh oh yeah. oh god all the time <laughs> <laughs> i wish i didn't oh, no. actually yeah. a, a really good friend of mine um is an amazing artist and we do these figure drawing groups where we bring in a model and it's in it's in a bar that has like a little concert hall in the back so we're in the back and, you know, artists show up and they, they, you know, some were working with iPads and some oil paints. And there's this one girl that does like watercolors, but she uses like Crayola washable markers. It's ridiculous. They're Ooh. so cool. Um, and so my buddy comes regularly, not all the time, but I can't sit near him because <laughs> he draws so fast. It like gets in my head. And then like, I, I don't want to see. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, <laughs> show me at the end, but like, go sit on the other side. Cause then it, it's not, not, I don't even know if it's a comparing. It's just like you, it takes you out of that zone that you need to be in. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm always best when I'm kind of in a flow state. I'm not really even thinking about it. And it's just kind of coming out. Like, yeah. I think when my best work is coming out. I agree. And we cannot, I, I'm lucky enough that. Since I got into music pretty late in yeah. life, uh, I had a quite atypical journey um, that brought me here. But basically, I was working. My thing was psychology. So I was working in psychological support for employees, very corporate job, big office, very pretty view. Sounds um, a lot working, of fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the fun part was, though, I was working with autistic kids to the four. That was my the best part oh, of my cool, day yeah. and my life. And eventually I burnt out and they paid me two years of sick leave because they were so scared. They knew they had done me wrong. So they basically gave me time and money to like, okay, go heal yourself. And I started making music there just for the, that's all I could do. That's all I, that only thing that made me feel good. And that made me feel like I was getting back to myself 
And because I started exploring music in such a therapeutic, healing way, I there was no one to look towards really, or I knew that it was my emotions, it was about my personal journey. So the idea of comparing myself to someone else made no sense. And there was nowhere really to look at because yeah. I didn't play music, but I sang. So music, like my voice became my instrument. And I realized that there's an amount of pressure that people put on themselves that I don't know if I'd be making music if I were putting that kind of pressure on myself to compare it because there are so many amazing artists out there. But to me, they're just inspirations. They're just an extension of the art altogether. And like, I'm putting my little drop in it. You're mm -hmm. doing yours. You're inspiring me. But I cannot, I will never be you. You will never be me. Yeah. So my superpower, it's a classic. I know my superpower is being myself. And the journey that I was on is so atypical that I know I bring my own perspective that the chances of two people having that journey is very, very slim. And that makes me feel super powerful, actually, to like be myself and free in explore, like exploring and expressing my authentic, unique self. Yeah. And I, I hope that people can slowly get to that a bit more because I do feel like we're in a society when you're talking about school. School is all about grades. It's all about the neighbor, how much did the neighbor get? I think that's one of the core of where we start comparing or thinking, well, I didn't do as good as him or I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I would love to see also the educational system evolve to allow a bit more of self-confidence and allow people to be unique and not be interested in all the same topics and not need to be graded and, you know, put like, who's the best, who's the worst. It's quite unhealthy and it starts very young. Yeah. And the one thing that always bothered me, um, kind of about, you know, when I was in school and, you know, I have two kids that have gone through school, but, um, you know, it's, it's, they, they teach you history and they teach you math and you need that stuff. But then it, at some point it becomes just memorization mm, and true. not necessarily applying any skills and like problem solving is like, how is problem solving? <laughs> not a class. Like, so true. You know, it, it, yeah. It, 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 there's just so many people that you know even if you memorize all the information if you don't have the ability to to apply it in any way it's, mm. it's useless and and i think part of problem solving is that kind of play where you know you're uh. willing to be like i don't know man let's give this weird idea a try and then you do and you're like <laughs> oh let's not do that again <laughs> <laughs> now we know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, and it's, it's a, such a nice form of creativity that we really do need way more than I need to know the dates of whatever happened in history, you know? Yeah, especially now, because, I mean, you can Google all that. Google. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, things should evolve now that Google is around. A lot of things should, yeah. There's uh, a, a comedian. He does our, our stand-up comedy shows once in a while. Uh, his name's Sam Rossi, and um, I'm not sure if he's 18 yet. Uh, last time I saw him, <laughs> he was 17, and he's so funny, and he does this whole thing about how they were teaching... Um, them to uh, to read maps and he's like I have GPS what do I need a map for and the teacher's like what are you going to do if you don't have your phone and he's like I'm 17 I'm not going to have my phone but I'm going to have my <laughs> map with me <laughs> so true you know Ooh, I, I haven't seen a map in years yeah yeah I mean I 
every once in a while I refer to MapQuest and all my friends are like, how old are you? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. No, it, some things uh, age us. Something kind oh, of uh, yeah. dates. Yeah. Yeah. Because things sure. have been changing so fast and evolving so fast. And yet school systems, still the same classes. Yeah. Not and, adapting and that, yet. They don't, I don't feel like they change fast enough, you know? No, I agree. But I think we have to force change sometimes a little bit yeah. because people are very comfortable in what they know. And like threatening the comfort of the habit is a is a big deal in the world we live in. There's a lot of that going on mm-hmm. you know, down here. But, yeah, but evolution is in discomfort, and it's okay. The only yeah. constant is change. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like that's that is what evolution is. It's it's a pressure that causes change. You know. And yeah. True. So, so the one thing that I really dug about your music, and I hope you don't mind this comparison, but Ooh. um. It is there's a lot of like layered um vocals in it yeah you know because i'm sure like it was in my head because that you know wikipedia is like this is jazz um but <laughs> you feel like it, it uh, made me think of like bobby mcfadden um Hello. who's you know is, is a quote-unquote one-hit wonder but his his other stuff so good <laughs> you know yeah like, you know under underappreciated but i agree uh, yeah. absolutely and I love the the fact that we underestimate how much the voice is an instrument, yeah. but not only for singing lyrics, literally for creating. Like all my my demos, are, they're 100% vocals. The only thing that you'll find sometimes is a little shaker here and there. I started playing and dabbling with different kind of percussions and instruments that make um, just random sounds, you know, for the fun of playing with sounds. But... At first, I felt a bit like a fraud or an imposter when you would be surrounded with all these musicians who've been studying for 20 years and mastering their instrument. And eventually, I realized I'm not lacking anything. There is yeah. nothing that I want to express that I can't because I don't have. So that's enough for me. My voice is going to be my instrument. If I get to express all the layers I imagine with my vocals, I'm happy. And somehow, it it turned out that it was quite simple to share with the musicians. Like, well, this is the guitar, you know, this is the bass. So yeah. being able to share, yeah, I don't write music, but I can sing it to you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. even if it's not perfectly sang, I'm I'm glad that I, I found a way to communicate my thoughts and my ideas and that even the musicians, although they had all this training, were able to come back to a simpler way and and learn and find ways to create with me so is it is it hard to reproduce that kind of you know layered vocals in a live performance the fun part is that i don't i'm gonna start exploring that but the live version of the show i really gave every layer belongs to someone because i really do share and and yeah. showcase and brag about how amazing my musicians are. Yeah. And they each kind of took a part of it and played with it and also got to create from it, explore from that base. So the show and the um, so the live version and the albums are very different. And that's something that I appreciate. I didn't want to just do the same. Like, yeah, you have the if you want to hear the album version, you have the album. Right. Now I want to create a different experience in the show. And the live version allowed me to explore so much with the musicians and even the structure of the show itself. You know, I I had to impose myself a little bit at first, but now it's a 
people like accept it better. But the concept is that the whole show, there is no stopping between the songs. All songs kind of merge one into the other. Oh, the same way. Yeah, like a, a play in a way. I yeah, see yeah. it more like a play. And it's the same for the trilogy. When you pay attention, the each end of one album is the beginning of the next. So you can technically listen to the three albums one shot without interruption. And my goal was to create a format that I felt comfortable in and that represented me the best. And I realized that I allowed myself so much freedom in the way I create because, well, it's easy when you don't know anything. You just do whatever. Yeah. yeah but yeah. when it came to live performances, I did have this idea at first that, okay, I sing a song and then, hi, no, no, no. Next song is, okay, thank you. Next song is. And I didn't feel comfortable in that because to me, there is a very meditative state to singing that I felt was constantly interrupted. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel honest to do it this way. And being able to create a show that is one single thread and tell people as soon as they sit, hello, please take note, there will be no room for applause. It's all, it's because first of all, your presence is the biggest applause that, you know, an artist can ask for. Mm -hmm. Literally, they pay my bills. So thank you. That's a great applause. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. But also because I dream of creating this kind of bubble and and sharing with people how if you really get in it with me, you'll realize that everything I sing and everything the musicians are making, it's all frequencies. Music is frequency, colors, thoughts. So if you decide that I'm putting love, empathy, human emotions in those frequencies that I'm singing from, I do believe someone somewhere will feel that. It will vibrate in that place in their heart. And and it's pretty crazy when you think about it, like frequencies, they're literally going through everyone's body pretty much at the same time. Like this is something that I, I want us to pay attention to a bit more. Like how, how magical is that? How, how insane it is. Like we take for granted this experience, but I want it to be like people to pay attention to how special and magical music is and doing that, that bubble, creating that bubble in the show and encouraging people to close their eyes and really feel it go through them and you know allow themselves to feel the emotions that they also have in them that resonate with that frequency it's um it's a new form of freedom that i gave myself in the live version that i'm really happy i did and that people are are embarking on that trip with me that's it's such a cool magical idea. yeah that's such a cool idea and i feel like it for you know the the brief deep dive i did on your music that would really suit the the, the mm. your style and so then i was thinking i'm like can, i'm like i don't feel like every band could do that like i just saw uh an irish band here in plymouth um gaelic storm and if they didn't stop and kind of tell their like jokes and mm. stories in between like that's kind of part of that experience but i've also been and and heard live musicians that talk in between songs and you're like oh you're you're not <laughs> not your strong suit like this is not how, adding yeah, yeah get back yeah. to the music so it's <laughs> it's really interesting that you kind of took that you thought of kind of and i don't feel like everyone thinks of that their whole performance in like a mm. play like basically you know and that's that's yeah it's really interesting but I was so uncomfortable, really. See that artist you're talking about that was talking, you're like, mm, please stop. I felt like that person, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I'm not comfortable right now. I don't like 
you know, and I, even the sounds of applause, I sometimes find a bit overwhelming. It's a, it's, it's no, a lot of noise. It sounds and being, giving myself the freedom to say, Hey, this is not for me. I'm not comfortable with that format. Can I please create or change and just be free in the way I do it? Sometimes we even forget we're allowed to change things up. We just take for granted, well, this is how it is. Yep. Let's all do it. Even applause. I wonder at some point I asked, why do we applause? What is an applause? Where does it come from? No one could answer. I had to dive into researching and discover that's how Greeks used to vote. You know, and then later on, you have like in those Italian theaters, people who were planted there to like encourage the crowd to laugh at the right moment, applause at the right moment. You know, so there is a whole history behind it. And it made me wonder what else is there in my life that I just do because I was taught, but I'm not second guessing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not meant to be anymore. Maybe it doesn't like belong to this world anymore, but it's just habits. It's time to question every habit and every thing we take for granted. We can't know that, oh, well, that's no longer applicable to the world we live in, you know? Yeah. And, so and it's, it's a whole it's, challenge. It's so funny how, like, just these old traditions stick around. And then when you look they into them, you're like, that is stupid. Um, <laughs> yep. The, the one that just jumped my head was um, soccer is getting more and more popular here and i never mm. understood extra time and extra time extra it's time. like when they they have like they're on equal and then they add more time no it's just like at the end of the game there'll be extra time and you'll be like i don't oh. understand what this is it's never the same amount of time oh. and so me and my my uh, buddy looked it up one day and apparently you know back when they started having timed games they had a grandfather clock on the top on, on the sideline and they couldn't stop and start the clock. So if there was a stoppage in play, you um, have a guy that would be like, all right, that was a minute and 30 seconds. The next stop, was, wow. okay, that was two minutes. So then he'd add it up. And at the end, that would be the extra time. And they still do wow. it that way. And I'm like, that is so dumb. It is so that dumb. Is... <laughs> like, We're definitely far the from the grandfather. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. stop it. Yeah, yeah, we're far from the grandfather clock for sure. Yeah, but it's it's just like people are so stuck in their ways that they they yeah. don't want to do something that would make everyone's life easier. You know? It's true, definitely. That's pretty crazy. I'm learning something. My boyfriend loves soccer, so I'm going to talk to him about that. I'm like, hey, it has you know to be you... true. We found it online. So yeah, it has to be true. online knows yeah. everything. It is right. <laughs> I'm not doubting that at all. Yeah. I'm going to teach him something. That's nice. So uh, how did you end up on The Voice? What was that experience? I have to admit, I have seen clips from The Voice. I do not understand how that show works at all. I know there's chairs that turn for some reason. <laughs> yes. But uh, like, there's what was a button, that like? Chairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, that's, about, yeah. <laughs> that's all you know. That's all you need yeah. to know, really. That's the gist of it. Um, well, how did I end up there? You know, it's a great question, but I... I've always been a curious person. I'm very curious. Uh, I like to also try things that scare me because since I was a kid, I discovered every time something scares me and I confront it, it loses its power. And then I feel so the rush that comes from that moment mm -hmm. is so nice. And it's crazy how a fear in your mind can be a castle. And in reality, it's like a dollhouse. So yeah. every time I would go and check out that castle and be like, oh my God, you're so tiny. Like you could hold in my hand, you know? 
And the voice felt like that. The, the concept of auditioning actually felt so scary to me. And I was, you know, basically in that process of healing from that burnout. I was exploring arts and music and just curious about all the things, just following my guts of what makes me feel good and what do I want to explore more. And I was slowly integrating the universe of musicians in Montreal and everybody was talking about the voice, but no one had done it. So everyone had their opinion. It's great. It's horrible. It's this and that. I was like, okay, but who can tell me what it's actually like? It's like, well, there's additions and the addition look crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to addition because that looks like a challenge and something that might push me a bit further in, you know, the person I am. And somehow I got on and turned, chained, you know, tables and chairs turning. Yeah. Um, shock, being there, not being sure how I got there, but deciding I'm just going to follow that road and see where it takes me. And honestly, it was such a journey. It really teaches you, it reminded me at least how we can look at these things like a big production and a big machine. People referred to it as a machine a mm -hmm. lot. But in reality, just like any machine, it's man-made. There's humans behind it. There's humans running it. And there's all sorts of human. And there's always a human to connect with. And I actually found a lot of humans to connect with on that journey from the artists on the show to the employees. Like one of them, I were both super busy, but she was basically my babysitter because I was always running off to like smoke a cigarette when I shouldn't. So she would be the one tracking me down, you know? Like, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was doing there. So I was kind of acting like a child and knowing I had a babysitter allowed me to be even more careless. But it was all well-intentioned people a lot of them just passionate by the concept a lot of passion for music for uh, allowing new artists to be discovered so i know i'm not really supposed to say that but i kind of see it personally as a play in a way because i know a lot of people got hurt by well i didn't get far enough it's not fair it's not this and that i was like it's just an opportunity for people to to see you and to meet you if you were cast in a play and you didn't have the lead would you be upset no, you'd be playing your role, taking your check and going home and be happy that you were on the play. So I kind of saw it like that, just a chance to meet people and to discover an industry like the TV side of things that I've never seen and I had no clue what it was about. It's a pretty big, it's true there's a machine. It's a big oiled, well-oiled machine with a lot of people running it and working extremely hard to work it long, crazy hours. So a lot of respect for all these employees behind that and for all the artists who go through that process and and put themselves out there really because that's what it's there for it's just there to to show off like look at the talents we got in our our town and sometimes they get to sing five maybe you sing one song maybe you sing ten it doesn't matter you you got to sing a little and meet people so yeah so that's what i took out of it yeah i i, I love a couple things that you said there about talking about you know, the size of fear and it's, it's always the anticipation. Like that's what you're afraid of is, is that time it's between true. when you know it's going to happen, when it happens is the worst. And it's as if it's getting worse by the minute. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, closer, like, yeah, it's, um, I I've suffered with, um, you know, anxiety, especially kind of like social anxiety. 
which people don't believe me because I've kind mm-hmm. of gotten over it over the years. But um, it still happens with kind of like if there's, you know, if I, if there's a, a, a woman that I'm in, like that I see that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, she seems pretty nice. Can't talk to her. Like it's this awful fear of like rejection and whatever. But then it becomes like, oh, my God, I've been sitting here too long. Now I can't. T-. And it becomes like this. <laughs> You know, this giant yeah. castle that builds up. But like, if I don't think about it at all, you know, or you stumble into someone and start up a conversation, it's totally different. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that, it's that. Yeah, it's it's the anticipation. That's the scary part. It is scary. Yeah. And uh, I can relate to the well, I think everybody, especially today, can relate to the concept of anxiety or social anxiety or some form of anxiety because it's the world we live in can be overwhelming in many ways. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that we created the most healthy environment for that. And uh, recently I heard about this concept of internal family system, which is all the little different people in us. So you have the child in us, you have the anxious part of us. There are all these people like defenders who are there to protect you when you're scared. They're like, don't go there because it's going to, no, no, no. But then the other side is like, well, if I don't go, I'll never know. And this internal chatter that we might not even realize is uh, arriving, you know, is going on. And when it comes to that anxious person in our, that other personality of us, that is the anxiety, if we want to talk about it, like it's a separate person that lives inside, um, anxiety and fear and all that really, it's all the survival, right? And, And when you think about survival, it doesn't apply anymore because when we get anxious or we feel those emotions, we're no longer in the jungle with a lion about to eat us. Yeah. So what is being threatened is our comfort or our feeling of like being centered and comfortable. So it's stepping out of a comfort zone. That is the scariest part. And the trick they gave me was um, whenever you, you hear anxiety, we try to get rid of it often, but none of these people want to be ignored or, they don't want to disappear. It's like they're literally people are like, I don't want to die. Don't kill me. So what you do is have a conversation with them and that person. And now I talk to my anxiety and it's like, hey, anxiety, I see you. Um, I'm not in a jungle. We're not about to die. You are allowed to feel this way, but literally I'm going to slowly take my time and do that thing that we're scared of because I think it's a good thing that we we go there, you know, for this and this reason. And just... The concept of having that conversation, I feel like, mm, okay, I don't know that it's going to get rid of my anxiety, but why not try it? It doesn't get rid of it, but it suddenly makes it slowly, it minimizes. It becomes more and more, oh, look at you. You're so cute and and like absurd when you think about it. Like I will put you, like I, I'll give you a big hug. Let's have a chat. And you're no longer in the thoughts that, they usually are, you know, whatever anxiety you have, oh, if I do this, I'm done, nah, nah, nah. we're shifting that conversation to an actual, that internal chatter that was a monologue to mm-hmm. a conversation. And that's a new dynamic that I really appreciate. So I'm sharing that, that newfound knowledge for whoever that, might, that's, you know. That's, it's awesome and makes me think of your song, My Mind at Ease, because it was literally yes. like your song. It's literally like, okay. I'm feeling bad. It is time that you had your time to feel brain. You had your time to feel bad. Now mm-hmm. go away and let me put my mind at ease. And that was, yes. yeah, that's like, that. that's to me what was like great about that song. I was like, yeah, I had a bad week. 
okay, you were upset about that yesterday. Mm. Let's let's let's, let's let's get into moving today, on. You know, yeah, yes. So yeah, that's uh, that makes so much sense. I love that. And now I'm thinking like, now I'm thinking of my anxiety as like a little Pixar character because you're making me think of that movie, <gasps> which I can't. What the hell's the name of that movie? And I can't think of it. It's all the is it the one that has like all the different people inside? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all the emotions. Yeah, like all these. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Oh my god, you're so um, right. That's exactly what it is. And I can't. I forgot the name, but I know the <laughs> yeah. But I like that they're not Pixar characters. I think I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, Th- that's much cuter than like the big like evil that I was imagining. Yeah, <laughs> I like. That's... Yeah, they should be cute. You're right. Yeah, let's make them cute. Yeah, yeah. we choose. Yeah, it's our our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. so. I gotta say, this was so much fun to talk to you. Um, you have a new album coming out on the twenty second. Is that September twenty second? I get that. Right? Yes, September twenty second already. So our roots run deep is your new album, which my mind at ease is on. Where can our listeners go? And I highly recommend they go check it out. Oh yay! Thank you. Where, well, where we can, can go they go? Every platform, they'll be there for sure. I love uh, all the platforms are great i do since the start my first platform ever was bandcamp because mm-hmm. bandcamp is, is amazing and uh, everyone who works at bandcamp is amazing big shout out to bandcamp because it's a community so i definitely encourage people to go on bandcamp but whatever platform you use it will be great i cannot deny that spotify has been very kind to us as well thank you spotify but any platform that people enjoy or you can even like order the album and we have the vinyl for vinyl collectors, so it oh, will cool. be everywhere. Yeah. And it'll uh, be right. Atmos for the first time. It'll be what? Atmos. It's like this new way of making music that is like immersive. So you do need oh. a system, but I think the the AirPods and some things are slowly getting there. But it's the next step to HD uh, recording. So we recorded it in like a the new HD oh, uh, cool. version. Yeah. I have not heard of that. Uh, are you planning on like doing a tour to support the album? Absolutely. Are you coming to the in, Boston uh, area? <laughs> ah, I'll be in LA for the first time, which is the first step to towards the States. It's a first yeah. time, uh, except for New York and Washington, but uh, we will definitely be coming to Boston and all the areas where we have supporters because I love the States and I've always had a great time. Every, every time I got to, to discover a new city in the States, well, looking great, forward to it. Great venues in the Plymouth area. I don't know. Yeah, what, send what, it yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. There, there's a new one here and I always shout them out whenever I can. Um, they're called Soundcheck Studios. They are like in, the name. Yep, they're in Pembroke, Mass, which is kind of halfway between Cape Cod and Boston, maybe a little okay. more Cape Cod. But um, it started off just as band rehearsal space and then they put in like a little stage because they're like oh we have these bands and we'll do like friday night concerts and now it's a sizable venue with professional lighting and sound and um my buddy built a recording studio in there as like his covid project so now it's just like this whole facility in an industrial park but it's a great it's my favorite place to see a show south of boston that's amazing well i'm definitely uh, soundcheck studio i'm down <laughs> <Let's> go. <laughs> I, I will i will try to connect you guys um, oh that's awesome yeah so but uh it was an absolute pleasure you having you on the show same thank you so much for having me yeah. really appreciate it awesome
And um, for our listeners, we'll we'll catch up with you guys again next week and go out and play around or do, you know. Yes, yeah, make art. Fun. My dream is for cities to become places where people sing and dance in the streets just because it's normal and nobody's looking at you weird. So challenge sent too. So eventually we'll get there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.